new year. It's a brand new year, and often we find many people setting New Year's resolutions and setting those lofty goals to achieve throughout the year. But what I've come to know for sure is that if you don't have the right mindset, it matters not what you write down on those pieces of paper that you want to accomplish. That's why I'm excited about today's interview on the very first live episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast with Marquise Brayton, as we are going to be discussing how to set a mindset of success to create lasting change. And my guest today knows all about how to set the right mindset. Sit back, relax, and have a piece of paper and a pen to take some great notes because she is about to drop some great value in this episode how to set a mindset of success to create lasting change. Let's get to it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another live episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. And as you know, we're starting just a little bit late. And so if you give me a second, you know, sometimes these things just don't want to work the way that we like for them to. But we're just going to go ahead and keep moving. So give me a quick second because I need to switch my camera. Hopefully you can still hear me as I switch my camera. There we go. We are good there. You know, hey, technology does not always work the way that you need to work, but you just you make it work the best way you know how. But welcome to this very first live episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast with Markeith Brayton. And I have just decided that this year in 2021, we are going to have these episodes live and in charge. We're going to move forward and really have some great guests to bring to you this year. And I designated January as the theme for mindset and peak performance. Mindset and peak performance. Because, you know, when we begin the year, we set these lofty goals. We set our New Year's resolutions. But what I've come to know is that if we don't have the right mindset, we more than likely won't achieve the goals. We more than likely won't achieve the New Year's resolution. And I could have thought of no other person to help us with this conversation around setting a mindset of success for lasting change than my guest today. And because this is live, I did forget one thing, and that was to pull up her bio. So we're not even going to worry about reading the bio at the beginning of this. We're just going to allow her to come on in and introduce herself. So Marissa Q. Payne, thank you for joining me today for the very first live episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast with Marquis Bray. Thanks for joining me. Yay! I'm so excited to be here on the first Monday of 2021. Oh my gosh, this is historic <laughs> and I am hype, 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 hype. 
Oh, I'm so glad that you are hype, 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 hype. Well, since I did not bring your bio with me and have that on the screen, I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and let the people know how you show up in the world each and every day. Hey, everyone. Super, super excited to be here. I am Marissa Q. Payne. I am a culture shifter. Um, an environment disruptor and a life transformer is how I um, show up in the world. It's what I was born to do. It is my purpose. I am a wife, a mother, sister, daughter, friend. Um, I identify as a life shift coach, um, an organizational shift strategist, and a change management consultant. I'm super, super excited to be here. Um, I help um, powerful women and a few good men um, get over themselves and make the shifts that they need to create the life and business they love, that they know in their heart is possible, but their head gets in the way of um, making it happen. And it's the, it's the work that I was born to do. Um, I identify as a professional shifter um, myself. For years, I was doing the work that um, people said I was supposed to do, and that was making me miserable. And I finally got to a life that I love. I got to a place where I love the skin I'm in, the life I live, um, the work I do, and the money I make. And I made it my business to ensure that as many people as I can possibly touch get to a place where they do that as well. I feel like joy is our birthright. And I'm excited to be here to talk about how we can all get to that place because I really, truly, truly believe that we're all uniquely gifted and uh, for a purpose. And the closer and the sooner we connect to that purpose and realize it and begin contributing to the rest of the world what that gift and purpose is, the better off we will all be in this world. I think if 2020 didn't teach us anything else, it taught us that we don't have time to waste. And so I'm on a mission to do it. And anybody else that's hungry to make shift happen um, in their life, and I'm here to help you do it. And uh, the more we get connected to that, the better off the world will be as a whole. So I'm excited to be here. And that's who I am. Awesome. 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 We're excited that you are here. And so mindset, 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 mindset. I have really been thinking about this topic and the conversation that we're going to have because, you know, I don't think that we really have the conversation enough around oh how God. powerful our mindset is in achieving uh, what our coach likes to say, uh, our the life that we crave. Yeah. You know, yeah. and being someone who is a, a minister uh, who's, you know, licensed and ordained and raised in the church and all of these different things, I come to the conclusion that even within the church, even within... <sighs> You know, the the faith, we don't teach enough on the power of mindset. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about the importance of why we have to really begin to adjust and pay enough attention to developing a mindset of success to attract the things that we want to have. 
Yeah, it matters most. So I mentioned that I identify as a culture shifter, Mm -hmm. right? And culture is, um, in organizations, when we think about culture, right, it's the norms and the expectations that we, um, that become what's normal, right? It's the culture, it's the climate, um, it's sort of like what we know as what's normal in an organization. But the reality is we as people, as humans, we have a culture as well. We have a norm and an expectation of what's normal as well. And that norm becomes, right, um, what's manifested in our life. And basically, a lot of that is um, dictated by what we believe, by what we think, by what's in our mind. You know, whether we think we can or we think we can't, That's what manifests. And you mentioned faith um, and growing up in church. And I think that um, that like there are a lot of negative people in church, right, that we we speak, you know, we talk about, you know, speaking over yourself, but um, there can be really, really miserable people in the work environment and in church. And it's like, um, well, I'm going to pray about it. I don't have this and I don't have that. And like we're confessing everything but faith and hope and prosperity and goodness. And that exactly is what ends up manifesting. And what we actually get out of life is the negativity um, basically of what we think and what we speak. And we miss how powerful what we think, you know, ultimately affects what we do, like the relationship between what we think, what we feel, and what we do is so closely aligned. And like how you shift your culture, how you shift what's normal in your life is essentially dictated by what you believe, period. Mm. What you believe essentially dictates what you experience, what you believe. Absolutely. And, you know, and I'm glad you brought up this whole idea of what you believe, because what does it really mean to believe something? How, how do we know that we actually believe a thing? What's the evidence of belief? That's good. That's good. That's good. Because, um, you know, we, I think you use, often people use a chair as an example, mm. right? So I'm sitting in a chair, you're sitting in a chair, right? When we come and get ready to sit down, you know, we have confidence that that chair is going to hold us up. We believe that. So we come in and we begin to lean our full weight down, expecting that the chair is going to hold us up. Mm. Right. And so we talked about New Year's resolutions or goals, you know, that we set. And 
the the difference between and I'm not necessarily a big goal planner per se. I set intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I prefer to sort of set intentions because for me that posture um, is stronger because I believe and I intend that it's going to actually happen, right? I'm telling it that this is actually what's going to manifest this year um, or this week or this day. You know, it's a practice that I use on a regular basis. Um, and so I think that, you know, when you set your intention on something, that's where that belief lines up. And so when you, um, and I think we shouldn't be so casual about goals or things that we say, that's why, you know, the word says life and death are in, you know, the, it's the power of the tongue because it's so powerful and it goes both ways, right? Both negatively and positively. So it's really important. It's critical that you are intentional about what you speak because it can go either way. Um, And so that's why you can't be both positive and speaking life and speaking negatively and speaking death at the same time. You can't have it both ways. Darkness and light can't occupy the same space at the same time. So, you know, you're either going to believe or, you know, you're going to, you know, not believe. You can't have it both ways. And so if you believe, then you're going to speak life right? You're going to, you know, if you have the goal, then you're going to line your behavior up in the direction of the goal that you stated that you have. Um, And everything is going to lean in that direction. If I believe this chair is going to hold me up, then I'm going to be leaning all my weight in this direction, right? I'm not going to say I'm going to be debt free and then, you know, be crying about, you know, my debt or what was me or, you know, and struggling about my money situation. No, I'm going to be moving all of my weight in the direction of debt free. Mm. Right. That's the difference. That's how I show up like I believe. Show up like you believe. Absolutely. That you're, you're moving in the direction of your belief. I like to always say that. You can tell what a person believes based on their actions, but also based on their convictions. You because put all you, your weight in it. Right? You put all your weight in you it. You put all your, your, your weight in it because what ends up happening is if you have a conviction about a thing, your actions will align itself with that thing that you have a conviction about. Or, for example, Absolutely. you know, I... Uh, Fortunately and unfortunately, I say fortunately and unfortunately, uh, did not grow up in a household with my father. Mm-hmm. My father was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. He's, he passed about four years ago. And mm-hmm. for many years, it was very difficult for him to let go of that bottle. Right? Mm-hmm. And so because of my experience with him being an alcoholic, being someone who enjoyed drinking, being someone who could not let go of the bottle, it created a conviction in me 
that I just won't even partake of alcohol because I saw what it did to somebody else's life. Doesn't mean yeah. that I think drinking is wrong. Doesn't right. mean that you you shouldn't have a drink. But because of the experience that yeah. I had with my own father, there was a conviction that was created within me that yeah. I don't drink today <laughs> to this day. And you know what? It's so it's so interesting that you say that because there's another person and my father make you know made his soul rest was an alcoholic as well. Mm-hmm. There's another person out there with the same story That's who good. uses that same story That's and good. says, but he's an alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. And he uses and he says, I'm an alcoholic. Because my father was an alcoholic. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's the power of mindset. Mindset. Right? Right? You get to choose Hmm. which story you take on as your story. Right? Because you can use the same story, but you can take it in one direction or the other. That's exactly what I was talking about. Like you can say, why are you an alcoholic? You can say, I'm an alcoholic because my father was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, why aren't you an alcoholic? I'm not an alcoholic because my father was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. Like you get to choose which path you want to take, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. That is the power right there. And that's actually a story uh, that you reminded me of, that there were two brothers who had same upbringing, same type of lifestyle. One brother went on to college, went on, got his master's degree, became the CEO of a company. The other brother, uh, in and out of jail, had a lot of problems in life. And there was an interview done between the two brothers. They were actually twins. And the brother who was the CEO who went matriculated through school, did great with his life. The question was asked, well, what was the inspiration for you to be such a a person who strive for great things? And he mentioned that he grew up in a single parent home without his father and he knew that he wanted to better himself to ensure yeah. that he had a family that was whole, cohesive, and his children had a father. Well, his yeah. brother, who grew up in the same home, was asked the same question, and his answer was exactly the same. The same. Exactly. Exactly. That it's exactly, and that that's exactly. I mean, I I and and you, you know, we share that that probably similar stories. You know, I as a you know, I was born to a teenage mom, and my father spent my childhood in prison. Um, I should be, could be a statistic, and at one at a time in my life. I, you know, the statistic was hunting me down because I also had a child, you know, young. I was 19 when my first child was born. And it seemed like, you know, that statistic was hunting me down. Um, But 
I made a decision that that was not the life that I wanted for myself. You know, I was in college when I had my first child and life was got really, really hard for me for a season. I was raised by my grandparents. My grandmother passed away and um, I ended up having to drop out of school and start my life. I was working a low wage job, working as secretary. You know, my story goes that I went from secretary to CEO. Right. And so, yes, it was hard for a long time, but I managed to claw my way through that because I was committed to not letting that, letting my story end there. And a lot of people counted me out, but I knew because I had a vision for my life that there was going to be something different. I didn't necessarily need other people to believe in me because I believed in me. Mm -hmm. And so that is why I am so committed today to the story of making shift happen, right? That's why I say I am a professional shifter. You know, the model that we use in my business about helping others make change happen, I've done it for myself personally, professionally, right? It has been like a part of my life. That's how I know it's a part of my culture. I didn't know it then. It's a part of my purpose. I didn't know it necessarily then, but, you know, I'm very clear in conviction today about it now. And I'm just like, wow, all things work together for good, right? Mm. To them who love the Lord. So I'm so passionate about it today. And, and it's like, it doesn't matter where you are, the, often there's this little thing I call it the residual effect. You know, um, most of us, you know, if you do your work and you work hard, you'll get to a place where you have some success. But then there's these little, you know, mind blocks or these little things that hold us back from like that full level of potential, you know, and um, I love helping people kind of get over that last little hurdle um, that, you know, keeps us back from realizing the fullness of what we could really have um, if we just kind of get over that last little residual piece that's holding us back. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so we've had a little conversation, background conversation about some different things, but we definitely want to make sure that, you know, we provide some level of content that will uh, give you some action steps to start yeah. really thinking about your mindset shift for lasting change. And so, Marissa, yeah. let's talk a little bit about, you know, what are some first steps that one should be taking here at the beginning of the year to really start working on shifting their mindset? Yeah, I think that when you think about um, so often people start with, um, you know, goal setting um, start, you know, it's so common to just jump right into the goal setting um, because that's what everybody else is doing. It's the beginning of the year. You know, sometimes they start in fourth quarter or what have you. And by the end of quarter, you know, we don't hardly even remember what the goals were. And I think one of the reasons, and again, this works for individuals as well as in organizations, it's very, very common that, you know, probably anywhere from, you know, 40 to 80 percent of change efforts fail 
in organizations, it's like very commonly known that most change initiatives fail. Um, and that's in individuals and in organizations. Why is that? In organizations, it's because um, oftentimes they don't factor in the human element, right? In order for organizational things to change, you need the humans to actually change and they don't necessarily think about it. You're just thinking about it from a mechanical perspective, from a project perspective, and you don't factor in that you actually need humans to change. Well, what do you, what does it take for humans to actually change? So you need them to know why are we changing? And in order for us to change, right, it's not uncommon. It's not, it's really the same thing. So when you are trying to make a shift, right, you got to start with why, right? It's, it's not, if you just jump into goal planning, because everybody else is goal planning, and you don't have, you know, a firm foundation, you're not really clear about who you are or what your vision is or where you're really trying to go or be, right? If you're not really happy with the job you're in or the relationship that you're in or the body that you're in and you haven't necessarily done that internal work, you are building on a shaky foundation, and it's not really practical, right? If you haven't gone internal and done the work to really be clear about who you are and what, what your why is, then setting a goal on a shaky foundation is bound to fail. Um, and so it's really important to do kind of a culture audit really kind of where are you? Um, who are you? Do you really know outside of the roles and, um, you know, the job? Like, are you, is your identity just in your position or the roles that you're wearing outside of that stuff? What's your purpose? Like, why are you actually here? And setting your goals should be really around um, your purpose, your creation, and that it should be deeper than that so that what you're setting has more meaning. Um, it's more substantive than just being connected to whatever is happening um, at that moment, because that's fleeting, right? If your goals are just connected to your job and you get laid off, now, all of a sudden, your goals aren't even relevant, right? Mm. That's why I say 2021, and it's the first Monday of 2021 in a time when we've learned that we don't have time to waste. We should not make our identity, our goals should not be connected to stuff that's temporal, right? We want it to really be connected to who we are at our core, not necessarily connected to superficial stuff. You really want stuff that's connected to who you are at your core, to your purpose stuff, to stuff that's going to last. That's what's really going to really help and support you. And then when you think about that, then what does it take to really keep you centered, right? What's the mindset shift um, as you're thinking about that kind of audit? What's the mindset shift that needs to 
um, that's going to keep you grounded and centered in that place and space? What do you need to really work on to keep you connected to that person, to that space and place? That is what's going to really help you become your best, most joy-filled, centered self. Um, that will really support you. So that start with why and get really, really connected to that. Do that audit of really, really who you are at your core and what you need to adjust to really, really be your best self there, right? So that your mind is aligned with who you are at your core. Um, and then you can really get to um, the goal setting piece because um, that will then have some grounding so that um, it can actually last. Who you are at your core. Yeah. I was listening to Miles Monroe uh, this morning and he was talking about the laws, natural laws, spiritual laws. And he was mm -hmm. talking about individuals who are, you know, working on jobs, they're unfulfilled. They know that they're not supposed to be there. They know that it's not in alignment with who they are, but yet they remain because, you know, we have to provide for ourselves. We got to provide for our families. We got to eat. We got to have clothes. We got to have shoes. But is it worth you continuing to waste your life away just because you feel like you have to provide yourself versus taking the time out to really ask yourself, why was I created? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? And what direction do I need to take first in my mind so that exactly. my feet and my hands and my actions will align themselves? I'll never forget when I heard that quote from Frederick Douglass. He said, I prayed for many, many, many years, but it wasn't until I put my feet, hands, actions to my Ooh. prayer that I was eventually set free. Oh my God. What did yeah, that take? That's that Took a mindset. Effect. Yeah. That's the residual that I was talking about. Something when you know and, and you know that that shift needs to happen and you you are frozen in place, you know, that, that you won't move because of what I call stinking thinking. Thinking thinking. Right. That, you know, I can't, or what will they think? Or and often it's something from your past, some messaging, some residual that has you thinking you can't when you really can. Mm. Um, and it's it's that leftover residual. Um, and, and it's a matter of getting outside or getting another, you know, perspective or someone to help you understand that there's something else there that you're actually more powerful than you realize. And there's more um, options available to, you know, to get you outside of your own head, um, you know, that there is joy on the other side of that shift. Um, you know, it's exactly where I was, you know, 10 years ago before I started my business. Um, wow. Oh, my gosh. Joy yeah. on the other <laughs> side. Well, what we're going to do real quick is we're going to take a quick commercial break. But I want to talk about what it took for you to start that business. And if I were 
a potential client, what would you have me to go through in order to move to that next step of aligning myself with work and a life that is purposeful, fulfilled, and significant? We'll be right back after this commercial break. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back, ready to take your time back, and you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer, or consultant in your own business? Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself in an online-based business. I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always gotten. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. Welcome back to the live episode of Maximize Your Brand podcast with Marquis Brayton. Let me tell you, this has been an experience tonight. <laughs> it's so funny because I was looking at the screen. Those of you who will be listening to this audio via the podcast, I was looking at the screen and I forgot to change my text in the post and it says Merry Christmas. and so i know some people are thinking oh it's just a pre-recorded situation and it's not it's my fault that i did not change my description for the live video and restream so if you're watching this live it is a live video it's not pre-recorded and i know it's not christmas but this is a part of learning for me as we continue to do these podcast episodes absolutely live. But I'm here with my guest, Marissa Q. Payne of Marissa Q. Payne International. And we've been talking about mindset and how to create a mindset that creates lasting change in your life. And she ended the last segment of the interview talking about 10 years ago, how she ended up starting her business. And I thought it would be a great conversation to have what it took to develop a mindset of stepping out to start her business. And then also, you know, what kind of advice, coaching, consulting does she provide to her clients as it pertains to shifting their mindset? So let's go back to 10 years ago. What was the thought process, the experience that you were having that caused you to launch your business? Yes. So I wanted to be in business for myself for a very long time, um, but I didn't. I didn't know how to do it. You know, I didn't. I didn't. No one in my family had 
you know, owned a business that I knew of. Um, and I had a lot of, you know, insecurities about, you know, having the audacity to even want to do it. So I had done some multi-level marketing, you know, initiatives a couple of times, but, you know, nothing major. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had, you know, I was working as a CEO of a nonprofit Mm -hmm. and really getting to a place where it was really time for me to, um, get really serious about um, starting a consulting company. And I, um, but I was scared to be honest. And um, I gave my board of directors notice, um, about six months notice, because I wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I knew it was time to transition. And at the end of that six months, I still did not have a plan. And so I took uh, another job, honestly, um, a lesser position where I wasn't in charge. And that was a really challenging um, nine months. And um, that ended up not working. And so we sort of agreed to disagree. And that was really my um, entree. You know, that was sort of the last straw. I knew that I couldn't work for anyone um, else. And so that was really the point where at my kitchen table with, a, you know, my peer supports um, decided that it's now time for me to do it. And it was only because I was, you know, more afraid of staying in the box than I was of getting outside of the box. So I had to be kicked out um, into it. But um, so I still didn't really have a plan. I was like a little, you know, deer on wobbly legs, but I did it. I sent an email to my network and said, hey, I'm available Um, This is what I want to do. And at the time, I was um, interested in being an interim CEO, helping with organizational turnaround. That was my area of interest. That didn't happen right away. It took about six months before I got that first gig. But I did get two sort of consulting offers right away. Um, And then I got my first interim CEO and really things just kind of took off from there. And so I sort of learned business along the way um, and really grew into becoming a business owner over time. Once I hired my coach, things really got better and developed. Um, So it was not sexy. (laughs) It wasn't sexy at all, but I I grew into it um, and learned a lot and and do my best to really help others um, not necessarily take the hard road and and that I did. That was kind of my story. So what was the the mind shift requirement or the mind shift that needed to happen to go from employee to entrepreneur for you? Yeah, um, it was really, really significant um, because, like I said, I had so much stinking thinking, Mm. so much stinking thinking, so much um, about um, so much insecurity, so much um, I'm not good enough, so much, um, you know, undercharging, undervaluing. Um, to really get over in order to really show up fully and to um, about what was 
possible through me. I mean, I had a master's degree. I had years of experience. I was exceptional at what I did. And but I couldn't convince a marketplace of that if I didn't first believe it myself. Right. And so I really had to, like I said, I had probably three wasted three years, or I won't say wasted, right? I had to learn, but three years at least in business of just learning. Um, I kind of say like Moses on the backside of the mountain, like learning and testing um, to learn how exceptional I was. I, um, the interim CEO engagement that I accepted was actually with a um, pediatric health clinic and Mm -hmm. I had never worked in healthcare before. Um, And so I, you know, I was intimidated. I was like, oh my goodness, working with doctors and dentists and, Um, But I very quickly realized that they knew medicine, but I knew leadership and I knew management. And I was like, wow, this is what they're doing. I'm just like, you know, and so that really helped build my confidence. And I realized that I knew my stuff. I knew change management. I knew how to fix, how to build team, how to inspire people. And I was just like, oh, okay, I actually am pretty good at this and I can do it with anyone, right? And so that really helped. Uh, And from then I was like, oh, okay, I know. I know how to do this now, you know? And so it grew there. But, um, you know, and that's why now today I work with really talented, high-achieving leaders who know their stuff, but undervalue themselves and really support them in really getting to understand their worth, their value, really helping them to eliminate the stinking thinking, getting to the getting to understand the residual, where it may come from, to you know challenge. Um, old thinking so that they can kind of get rid of that so that they can really step into the fullness of their power and um, learn to, you know, um, rehearse, you know, new affirmations um, and things that are actually true versus the stuff from the past that may be holding them back. Good, good. Sounded like that you had to overcome a little bit of imposter syndrome there. Yeah, you know, I'm not a big fan Yes, I don't love the imposter syndrome because I think imposter syndrome is a stem. I think it's kind of this level. I really like to get down beneath, you know, get at the root. Mm. And I think at the root, deeper than the, I think imposter syndrome is kind of on the surface. Um, I think beneath that is is our feeling of like unworthiness Mm. and um, I think it, I just think it gets deeper than that. Yeah. Um, so yes, on the surface are things like, and these are the things that people come to me with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, imposter syndrome, um, procrastination, um, writer's block. I don't know how to market. Um, I need a business plan. You know, um, I'm not sure where to start. And we we do that. Right. I do transition plans and things of that nature. But again, like we talked about at the beginning, 
you can't set goals. You can't build a plan on a shaky foundation because it won't work, right? If you build that mark, if I, I can teach you marketing, we can do a marketing plan, but if you learn the marketing on a, a plan where you don't feel worthy, right? Or you believe, right, like the brother did who said, know, um, my father's an alcoholic, so I got to be an alcoholic, then you're going to self-sabotage before you even get started to get out there. And so it's important that we deal with the stuff at the root below the surface. We get down beneath right, the iceberg, down what we can't see, so that we're building a firm foundation. So I like to get down beneath the surface, do both and, right? It's not either or, it's both and, so that yeah. we really, really do it once we make shift happen, right? There's a difference between moving and shifting, like lasting change. You know, I often say like when you're going down the highway and the emergency vehicles come, you know, you move out of the way, but ultimately as soon as they go, you get right back in the same lane, right? That's a move, right? But lasting change is like getting off the highway, turning around and going a whole different direction. That's a shift. Like I'm changed forever. I'm not even on that highway anymore. That's what you want to be. Like that's a CEO mentality, right? When I became a CEO was when I built this new business, right? And became and got everything that was entitled to me. I was no longer an insecure solopreneur. That's when, you know, things truly shifted for my business and I rebranded and had the audacity to name it after me. Right. That was actually intentional because Mm -hmm. how dare I. Right. Name a business after myself, my insecure self. Well, that's because I'm not insecure anymore, right? If there can be a John Maxwell and a Stephen Covey, then there can also be a Marissa Cupane International. That's so, so good. That's so good. <laughs> there can be a Marissa Cupane International. There can be a Marquis Brain. Whatever it is that you put your mind to be. We got a few comments here over on LinkedIn. John, he liked what you said about getting at the root, getting at the root. John, I I agree. You have to get, you have to get at the root. We're going to adjust that a little bit. Then also he said, you know, you got to get below the surface so we can get deep down to the root. So that is so good. John, thank you for uh, making those comments. And so as we get to the root and we address the root, how do we then begin to cultivate new soil so that we're rooted in the right thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that's the, that's the beauty. That's where the juiciness comes in. Right. Cause I think that once you, um, I say you name it to tame it. Right. So once you kind of know what you're working with, then that's when you can um, really create like that's that's when the creativity and that's when you can that's when that's where the life comes. You know, that's when you, um, you know, I say deliver like you were really born to. Right. That's where you can develop a strategy that will really work. 
you know, that's where the traditional, um, you know, we we talk about, I, we have sort of, um, in, we have a makeshift Athen Academy and in our model, we have sort of the seven P's of um, creating a profitable shift. So for some people, it's creating a business. For some people, it's developing a career change. Um, some people are strengthening their relationships, but whatever sort of, um, you know, whatever's been holding you back, um, whatever, you know, area of your life, you know, is sort of beneath, you know, the best for you. Um, when someone is really looking to, um, you know, get beyond the status quo in their life, to stop living afraid and really go for it. Um, you know, we have a model that really helps them um, make shift happen in their life, you know. And so we start by helping them really, really rediscover who they really are, determine what really needs to shift and then develop a strategy that's gonna really work and then deliver like they were really born to. And so in that strategy phase, that's where the real juice happens and really creating something that's gonna um, really energize. And, um, you know, that's that goal setting stage, you know, traditional goal setting stage and what's the action plan. And, um, you know, then it's, it's just fun from there. You know, that's the, it brings me joy, you know, stage and, and what makes life worth living. I love that part. That's good. I like makeshift happen. The very first name of my podcast was the Shift Your Life podcast. And interesting enough, about six months into the podcast, I was I received a letter, a cease and assist letter. (laughs) Somebody actually, um, I guess, trademark Shift Your Life or something like that. So I had to change the name of the show. So, oh, we have the life shift method and it is trademarked. So awesome. <laughs> life shift method. Well, we are going on almost about close to an hour. And I just think that we've had great, great conversation around this whole idea of, of shifting our mindset for for lasting change. Is there anything else that you would like to leave with those who are listening to the live broadcast of the podcast and those who will be listening to the audio part on, you know, what will it take? What does it take in order to really make shift happen in our minds for lasting change? You know what? I think the only thing we haven't touched on is really just the support and accountability. Mm. I think that, you know, um, you know, we've talked about you know, getting to our core, and, you know, being honest with ourselves, how powerful the mind is um, about, you know, maintaining that and doing that work. Um, and I think that, you know, even, you know, the most strong, confident, purposeful of us, you know, have challenging days you know, and so support and accountability and reinforcement is important. Mm-hmm. You know, I think having a community, a coach, um, someone, an accountability partner who knows what you're working on um, that can connect, you know, um, with you and hold you accountable, that can lift you up, you know, is that's important. 
um, really, really important. That reinforcement piece is critical. Um, and so, you know, you got to have that as well. You know, we, we have in my community, we have a movers and shifters community and we have a mantra. Um, one of our um, mantras is that we don't suffer in silence, you know, and so you don't do it alone. It's really, really important. That's good. That's good. And so John beat me to the punch, but John says, how can we find out more about Marissa Q. Payne and her services? Oh, thank you, John. Um, Marissa Q. Payne is on most of the um, social platforms at Marissa Q. Payne, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Um, if you are a um, woman leader, we have um, a Facebook group, Movers and Shifters with Coach Marissa Q. Payne. Um, and we are actually in open enrollment season right now. So make shift happen masterclass. I'm doing um, several masterclasses this month um, that talks about, you know, exactly what we're talking about right now. If you are in the process of um, a big shift this year and you are looking for some support with that, um, I'd love to talk with you more about that. MakeShiftHappenMasterclass.com. So super excited, Marquis. Thank you so much. This has been uh, invigorating as I knew it would be. MakeShiftHappen.com. MakeShiftHappenMasterclass.com. MakeShiftHappenMasterclass.com. We'll be sure to put that in the show notes. Well, everyone, this has been a very interesting and exciting episode. The content was so good and the technology may have not been the best today for this first episode. But let me tell you, that's what we have to do. We have to take action and improve along the way and take it from somebody who I don't consider myself to be a perfectionist, but we have to take action and make shift happen along the way. So thank you so much for joining us for this conversation as we talked about how to create a mindset of success for lasting change. And so we appreciate you joining. John, thank you for the comments that you have provided during the stream. And hey, next week, we'll be right back here every Monday evening, every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time with another live episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast with Markeith Brayton. So excited, so excited, so excited. We will get this technology right and we'll keep it moving. But until next time, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that is overcrowded. Take care. <laughs>